Well, hello and welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. This is the podcast designed to help advisors increase their profitability and also the quality of life. Uh, we are in the heart of a new series called Practically Pretty, 10 Truths to Make Your Business Beautiful. Uh, Wes, how are you today, friend? I'm doing fantastic, Andy. How about you? I am well. Beautiful day here in Tennessee. Uh, Cody and Justin are with us. Uh, gentlemen, it's great to have you here as well. For those watching on video, uh, you can see us. If not, you're missing out. So good to see you, Cody and Justin. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, Wes, let's talk about uh, this sort of sixth area, maybe recap for if people are just jumping into this one for the first time, uh, because the phrasing around this sort of having a beautiful business uh, is is a unique one. Yeah, you bet, Andy. So this whole series, Practically Pretty, 10 Truths That Make Your Business Beautiful, it really centered around an idea that we were exploring together that all the areas of life we care about, uh, if you could lump them into big ones, are physical, relational, financial, spiritual, and certainly professional. And this would usually be considered a professional podcast. All, all these areas, you you and I and everybody on this on this Zoom and listening in today, you've observed people that you look at in certain aspects of life and just go, that's pretty. You know, they, they are doing it well. You know, the way they are approaching that with something that Boy, I would I would like to have what they have, and mm-hmm. I would like to be able to live the way they live in these contexts. So they seem to be doing life light, and 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 what we've noticed is particularly in in this business with financial advisors, and, and really is this transferable to, to any any aspect of business? But because we're we're a podcast for financial advisors primarily, we've observed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different people doing this business well that we've had the opportunity to actually peel back the layers of their practice, peel back the layers of the onion, if you will. And we've discovered some things is while there may be certain nuances that they do different from one to the next, there is absolutely some common denominators. And, and, and I don't know if there's probably, there's probably more than 10, Andy, but we've, we've grouped together 10 and just attached those up and said, these are things we want to talk about because they are worth doing if you want to have a pretty practice, if you want to be practically pretty. And, and the practical part, which is how we kick this whole thing off, is that it's centered around this one idea that that these practical teachings, when you can discover them uh, and apply them, they're going to make your life better and make you better at life, and they're going to make your business beautiful. And so to, what we always like to do in a, in a structure like this is really just renew the mind sometimes to what those are. For some people, maybe bring it to the surface for the first time, and then really go deep into each one of these and and give some takeaways where they can actually apply these things we're discussing. Absolutely. So I'd, I'd love for you to go ahead and, and dig into the one we're going to talk about for this week, um, because again, it, it's, uh, what's the phrase you have? You need to be reminded. You don't need to be, what's the kind of catchy phrase for it? I mean, yeah, do you, you need to be reminded more than we need to be instructed. Yes. Thank you very much. It's ironic to, to remind me of that. Uh, That's right. That's also right. self-fulfilling. So I feel like I'm caught in an Escher painting or something like that, if you know what I mean. So anyway, uh, so yes, thank you for reminding me that I need to be reminded, uh, which is very true. So let's talk about this one. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to set it up, uh, with this idea that there is, um, there are those in the business that find themselves when they're with a client, they just, the clients just say, yes, 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 yes. And I believe that it's those who engage. A, at a different level in a different way. They're, they're really playing a different game, right? Yeah. 
you think about this where people open the doors of their business and they pray people show up. And there's other businesses that when they open the door, there's a line already formed. That's right. Uh, and so those who are engaging in story and not just stuff are the ones who win, right? Who have a really uh, pretty business. So tell us about that idea and how you came to understand it. Yeah, Andy, th- this is what maybe one of my single favorite topics that we're doing in this, in this, uh, 10 part series, because it's so fundamental and it's so easily overlooked. And, and, and the way I'd like to set it up, Andy, is, is, Andy, you got, you have kids. Uh, how, how old are your kids? 15, 13, and 11. Okay. And, and all actually all, all dads on the call. So all, all of us have kids. You guys mostly have younger kids than me. Mine are slightly older, but I, I've got a, a question for maybe all of you are welcome to respond to it. I'll bet before you had any kids that the reason you had kids was not because you and your wife were sitting around and you went, you know, honey, we got all these toys. We should have some, we should go have some kids. So we have someone to play with the toys. Is, is, is that fair to say? That would be weird, Wes. Let's just right. call it out. That would be weird. Justin, would that be weird? Yeah, yeah just a little strange. That's not how yeah. it happens. Yeah, yeah, if I walked in your house and you had no kids, but you had a tricycle and and you had uh, you know, some some uh some some little baby toys and uh yeah, and a crib, tree, right? You know, thing. Yeah, we're just yeah. waiting. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Just, right. You didn't see like a cargo van outside, like a white panel van and a That's bullet. right. That's creepy, right? That's creepy because nobody does that. No, no normal people do that. Um, the reason you, you buy toys is because you bought toys to help enhance your children's story. You had children and you have a story in mind for them where you wanted to live a beautiful life from where they're starting and where they're going to go. And, and at that season of life, toys were very helpful to enhancing their story. And, and I think there's so much correlation to what we do every day here as advisors is, is we, we, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, because sometimes how we come up in, in whatever training system in the industry, whether that's the insurance side or maybe that's the, the uh, AUM side or wirehouse, whatever it is that, that you came up in, where there can easily be this temptation to focus on the stuff way more than the story. And that can be focus on the product, focus on the AUM, focus on the, uh, the, the, the process even or the methodology. Uh, to engage with clients rather than focusing first on the story. And all that stuff is a byproduct, is an enhancement, good enhancement. So I'm not saying don't, don't know those things. You got to be great at them, but we, it's kind of like we enter into this business. And I love, I love the old Ben Feldman quote. You come into the business and you start and you're in this state of starry eyed enthusiasm. And then you educate yourself to a place of sophisticated confusion. Because you know stuff, right? And, and we've all been on the calls. In fact, we teach this. We teach a lot of stuff. We do because it's important for you to be functional. You need to know a lot of stuff. But like client asks you, Hey, what do you do? And it's like, well, how much time you got? Cause I do this, 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 this. Right. I know these products have these strategies and tactics. And, and it's like we, 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 with all this stuff swimming around our head, but to emerge on the other side of mature simplicity and actually, to make life a lot more fun and a lot more effective and a lot more attractive to the client, you can't hang out there. You got to know it and you got you to gotta be great. But the, with the client, it's all about focusing on their story to understand of all the hundreds of thousands of combinations of ideas out there of stuff, what five might apply. And, right. and actually, what will make focusing on story will make that client want to lean in 
to learn all your stuff. Because here's the deal. The reason all your stuff, all your, your great ideas and my great ideas and my strategies and processes and all these things that ultimately have helped people, the reason they don't get a lot of traction a lot of times, and the reason it's so hard, you're knocking down doors trying to show people all your stuff is because it's like you're running around with the answer to a question nobody is yeah. asking. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I think one of the ways, another way of, of explaining this is that it, you're trying to motivate people without knowing what they're motivated by, or you're just taking something and say, isn't this motivating? And it's like, no, it's not motivating at all. Like, you know, isn't that exciting? No, that's not exciting. Isn't that cool? No, that's <laughs> not cool. Like, is, you know, isn't that impressive? No, I'm not impressed at all. And it, and again, it's finding, and it's, it's interesting. I don't know if there's a lot of places where this happens, um, where you show up and people feel like they have the solution without knowing what your problem is. Right. And, and, and it's, it's not only is it a no, it's like a hard no. If you yeah. don't know, uh, someone's story, I, I, I like to equate it to if I go to a car dealership, and I just walk out, I just walk, I'm literally, I walk onto the lot and they just go, you look like a Porsche guy. And I would say, is there someone standing behind me? Because I'm not, <laughs> a Porsche guy. you know, like I, I'm 45 years old. I have a 15, a 13, 11 year old. I would, I would love a minivan upgrade legitimately, maybe a truck, but like I'll just take a, an, an upgrade on my minivan. But people, if they don't know my story, if they don't know that we love to do stuff in our neighborhood for our neighbors and make some money that way. They, they, they don't know that I love coaching baseball and umpiring. They're going to try to sell me a Porsche. And I'd be like, are you crazy? Where yeah. am I supposed to put my baseball stuff? Right. And, but that's, that is saying I have a solution. Uh, would you say, Wes, something about you? We've talked about this before. Like when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Oh, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, and the problem that people run into is that they go, but hammers are so helpful. And that's right. But it doesn't mean everything's a nail. So, so Wes, how do you begin to navigate and understand um, and implement this idea of story instead of just running forward? Because people who are listening to this, they pay their mortgage, they pay their rent, they put food on the table because of stuff. Let's be frank. Yeah. Right? So how, how can we still deal with the stuff and still engage with story? Yeah, I want to hit it from a couple angles, Andy. Um, the, the one fundamental to this belief about story rather than stuff. Um, one is going to be a model, just mindset difference. But here, here's kind of the premise that lives underneath it all is the people that you're trying to lead need to feel the weight of the problem you help solve or the opportunity you, you help seize before they care at all about the stuff you use to solve that problem or seize that opportunity. Yeah. And, and, and the way that we do that, the way that we do that is we always start with engaging the client's story right. or we care about which stuff we get to use to help them fuel, navigate and process through that story. And, and to do that, I mean, I just fundamentally believe something, Andy, that, that is so hard because like you said, I, I mean, I came up in the business where if I didn't put in place a product, I don't get paid. Yep. And that's not bad. They needed the product that I had eventually, right? But uh, most of the time that, that, that I, if I got to them, but if I switch it around to where, no, our model is very much where we are, we are on an annual retainer basis where we are charging for our advice. We are a catalyst or a curator of really good ideas. We are the product where 
I care most of all before anything else about your story. I care about where are you relative to the future that you're trying to move towards before I care about all the things that I could do for you. Because until I know that, I don't know which of those hundreds of thousands of things is going to fit the best. And I don't need to do any of those things to, to get paid. When you are only paid on that, eventually, even if you're a great guy or a great girl and, and you want to help people, the problem is you just are going to run out of time to do it before you need to move on to someone else because you got to pay your mortgage and you have to do those other things. Or you can consider long-term a model change where you're getting paid because of engaging in someone's story. And that's what we're paid for before anything else. We need to know a lot of stuff, but that's where the starting point begins. So, I, and again, I know we're sort of defining terms as we go here, but I, I, so the nuance of this is, I think there's two layers for those who are listening. If you want to have people engage with your stuff, you got to understand their story. So if the person wants to sell a car to me, they got to understand what kind of car I want, right? right? Before, or, or they want to understand my life before they, they apply their stuff to it. So you can't just go lead with stuff, 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 stuff. You got to understand, you know, the person's need. The other is what if the story is the stuff? Meaning that engaging in the story, which is that, you know, oh, you don't want to invest right now or, oh, you don't have an insurance need. Well, but what about these other areas of your story that we could help with and still get paid on? Because listen, to be really frank, the, the reason that people only talk about certain products or services or, or whatever is because that's what they get paid for. Like, right. like, and, and, and that, so that makes sense, right? But there's also something to be said. Maybe I talked about this on the show before, but when I get my oil changed, I'm always surprised that they don't like look at my tires and just go, you know, you should you know, you get some new tires soon, even if they don't sell them. And that to me communicates like, oh, they care about my larger story. Right. And what's so fascinating is these people will go and sit with a financial professional and they'll just talk about one twentieth of a person's current financial world. That's they right. won't talk about the rest of the story. They'll just talk about their stuff, right? So I want to ask you, Justin and Cody, to chime in for a moment. Um, as an advisor, the part of Wes's team, and I'm going to have you go first, Cody. Um, how does it change the way that you approach uh, a meeting with a prospect when you know that you can make a living by engaging with their story, by building out a plan for them and helping them with that, even if they don't need uh, an insurance policy or, or, or they don't have AUM to place? How, how does it change the way that you approach the business versus before? Yeah, no, I mean, it almost takes, you know, some of the, a lot of the pressure out. All right. There's no, we don't have to place a product. You know, if they don't buy something today, you know, I did, I, I failed. Um, it, it's more of a relationship and just, it, it mean, the, 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 you know, communication with the clients on a whole different level when you, when you yeah. come in, just trying to understand, Hey, where you're at today, where, where do you want to go versus, you know, uh, life insurance or rollover yeah. discussion. Um, so it's a lot better approach. I think it's a lot, just sets up a, a, a totally different relationship moving forward. Um, yeah, it's a different dynamic, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I was having a conversation with an advisor uh, earlier today, actually. Um, and, uh, I, you know, they had just come to one of our events and I said, you know, they said I was pitching this client and, and I said, well, what, you know, what would you have done? And they said, I probably would have spent an hour chit chatting because I really just wanted an answer to two questions, which is, do you have an insurance need or do you have AUM? Like, yeah. you know, they would have spent a whole lot of time just trying to get to the, the stuff questions. 
And I find it fascinating that, that like there's advisors that are listening to this today. Uh, and maybe Cody, you were living this world before. I don't recall, but like, like it's really just about those two questions. It's not about all the other stuff. Right. So I can see where it would free you up to, to actually have more substantive and more impactful conversations because you're trying to engage in the larger story. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but advisors, people don't wake up thinking about their insurance. They, they don't, they don't want to think about their insurance. If they do, something bad has happened, right? They just want to have that peace of mind. They don't, most people don't wake up thinking about the market, right? But people do wake up thinking about their checking account and, oh, the tuition is due and, oh, I have a car repair. Like that's the financial world that people think about or, boy, that thing costs 20%. My, the, my burrito went up two bucks, which has been my current pain point, right? Uh, so Justin, I want to ask you, um, how has it changed the way you interact with clients that you can focus more on story and less on just uh, the the mechanical stuff? I mean, very similar to Cody. I think it's just the pressure's off to worry about the new products and you just get to be very relational. Also, a big dynamic change was um, feeling like you were chasing clients for stuff versus them coming to you. Like if they purchased a car, they're calling you about like, hey, you know, I'm looking at buying a new car, you know, what are the different ways I can do this or, or how should I approach it? And, and what are some different options that we have to, to engage on this? So that's just a huge dynamic shift from, you know, you trying to set appointments like an annual review or some annual review and then calling about you had any life change events or some of the typical stuff from just an insurance standpoint. And, and that as well is like a huge relief. I'm not trying to chase for business. They're bringing, you know, discussions and opportunity. It's a, it's a fundamentally different conversation. Right. And, and I also feel like that, you know, I've been in conversations with people and I just know how desperate they are to sell me their stuff versus them taking the time to understand, do I really have a need? Right. And I think this is one of the pressures that people feel, Wes, is when you only have, you know, a hammer, everything has to be a nail. Right. And that's all you have. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not, we're not ascribing like ill intent upon people. No. I, I told this story before about, the guy calls a firefighter, firefighter because his kid's stuck in the bathroom and he, and he cuts the door down with an axe. And it's like, well, I'm not a locksmith. I'm a firefighter. Like all I have is an axe. That firefighter is not like angry and violent. Like they're just really good with an axe. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what you get. And so part of this is we want to help people understand and we're going to talk about it at the end as well, but you have to transform maybe the way you're doing your business, maybe the way you're approaching the business. Because if you're just about stuff, bad news, number one, some people don't need that stuff. Uh, and number two, most people are just selling stuff. And so you do not sound or look any different. Wes, how do you want to approach this next? Yeah, so so a couple things I think are, are so imperative to this. One is I love the Carl Richards definition of real financial planning, that, that real financial planning, or let me even say it this way, the way it's kind of planning that we want to do that we make, think makes the biggest impact is most fun, people are most attracted to. Real financial planning is about the constant alignment of the use of capital, capital being time, energy, talent, money, assets, to the things you care about most in your story. And so if you believe that, it all of a sudden uncomplicates the world. You move from mature or from a sophisticated confusion to this place of mature simplicity. Mm-hmm. Because when you're when you when you are number one, first and foremost, want to engage in that client's story and and you do it, 
you're not looking just to make what your your small things fit into what they have. It's like, I want to understand where you are relative to the future that you want most. And in light of that, let's talk about the areas of plan that may be most useful to you. And it's so funny, Andy, because we get this a lot, like two, two things. One is we train a lot of advisors. You know, they go through our transform course. And one of the questions we get consistently is, uh, there's two questions. One is, how do you guys know so much about income tax? Because because when we're interviewing advisors, like to be a part of our team and and they'll, we'll say, hey, well, do you do, do, what's your area of expertise? How much do you know about like, like give us examples of tax tax opportunities that you find when you're when you're working with a business owner client. And you know what answers they give us, Andy, are things like, well, we we did some tax loss harvesting in their investment account, or we did a Roth conversion, or we did every single answer they give us is tied to the AUM. It's tied to this stuff. Or it's we built up cash value life insurance in a tax-free way, all stuff. That's not bad or wrong. But did you know there's hundreds of different ways that you can impact that client? Like Maybe talk to them about they they can pay their kids. And if they pay their kids, they don't have to pay. To, they get a deduction at the business standpoint and they don't pick it up as income at the, at the kid's standpoint. Or they can rent their their personal residence from their business for 14 days or less. And I can go through lists, and we do when we teach this, of things. But you know the, the issue, you know why nobody learns those? Why? Is because they are focused on stuff instead of at first and foremost focusing on story. When you focus on story, and you get paid for it, you know what you begin to do? You begin to learn a whole lot of other stuff that didn't attach to the AUM and it attached to those other things that are going to actually have a big impact on this client. You seek it out. You become such a bigger offer. And again, you said it earlier, Andy, it's not that they're insincere. Those things really are important. They do help clients that they mentioned. It's just they're not competent in assessing their own capacity yeah. to say, am I really a holistic offer? Because am I really, I was all my training, all my development, all my focus is it around that client's whole story or, or is it actually on stuff? Am I, cause if I'm only compensated there, it's naturally and normally going to go there. That's why we are just such bit. You want to simplify, you want to be in a place of mature simplicity. We got classes and things. And we'll give you examples of that too. But where, when you begin to focus on a practice of learning, putting in language, giving back to the client, their story that they're in about money. And, and, and that's get, they're excited about it, You're excited about it, They're leaning in. And you're able to just, there's a whole world of things out there that you are paid for knowing what you know and, and helping them understand that regardless of if it's AUM or, or if it's insurance, that's a, that's a, a known, everyone should know that stuff in our business. So there's three stages to this and it's, it's the, what's the first one of the ignorance, the, you don't know anything when you start off, what's that one? When you start off, you don't, you don't know anything. Oh. Sorry, out enthusiasm. Oh, enthusiasm, right? But yeah. enthusiasm, you don't know anything. You're just enthusiastic, yeah. right? That's ignorance, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you're. I know. I'm. I'm glad you're excited, but you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. You don't know what you, you don't, don't even know. You yes. don't even know that you don't know. You know, like okay, great. Like yesterday, my daughter literally says to me, "Dad, why do people have to own land?" And I was like, "Am I raising a socialist?" I'm like, "What's going on?" Right? You know. Uh, so anyway, she moved out. I'm just kidding. She didn't. Move out. <laughs> no, um, she got kicked out. No, I mean, and, and it's just this question of simplicity of like, dad, I don't understand. Like it's like it. And it's this like, ignorance of like, and I said, here's my answer. You guys be proud of me. I said, do you want anybody to just be able to walk into our house? No. Okay. Well, that's why we own land because if it's my land, they're not allowed on it. You know what I mean? But that's the simplicity, right? And yes. then you move to this, what's the, what's the confusion? The, the sophisticated confusion, sophisticated confusion, right? And what I think we're inviting people to is the next stage, 
which is mature simplicity. And I think uh, another area to look at this or consider is technology, right? It was so sort of barbaric and, and, and simple. And, and I think about Jetsons, right? People are like, oh, just be so simple. I'm so excited about technology. And then things got super complicated. And you'd get these things. And I remember having a Windows operating phone had windows on it. It was basically like a computer on your phone, but like not in a good way. It was literally like, we're going to transfer everything you do on your laptop to a screen that's, you know, as big as the palm of your hand. Yeah. That was a bad idea. I do not need to see the Windows start menu on my phone, right? That was a bad, and it got really confusing. They yeah. could do all kinds of stuff. I could edit Word documents, but did I want to? Should I, right? And then you go to the next stage, and this is where I want you listening to, to follow. The next stage of that is mature simplicity where it is a different experience. You're not trying to replicate something else. You're actually creating a whole different, you're playing a different game. And so if you're living in stuff world and someone else is living in story world, there's literally no comparison. You will lose that business because someone will say, no one has ever talked to me about this kind of stuff. We're talking about it in the way that you are talking about it, right? And so I want to ask just, what does mature simplicity look like Wes, uh, what are some some ways that you know that you're entering into mature simplicity? And if you're hearing these things and you're like, "Oh, I like the sound of that," but that ain't me, then we'll talk about how you can how you can get to mature simplicity. So, what are the what does it look like? And then we'll wrap up. Yeah, I think one is it it always is uh, you live in a place of curiosity um, constantly. There's a, there's a bit you know there's ignorance right, but there's there's curiosity that can actually assume that you are ignorant. You know, you're paying you're paying attention to the frontiers of your ignorance by considering that there's always things you don't know out there. Whereas I find a lot of people that live in stuff world versus story, they are not, they don't have that in their, in their diet to say, what don't I know? What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go to learn it? And so you're always, you're always asking the question, am I becoming the kind of advisor the clients I'm looking for are looking for? And, and what else don't I know that those kind of clients would really be useful and so it's it's this wonder, it's this place of I know I'm not finished versus if you live in stuff world and and you're not in story world, it just becomes you almost become a finished product. You become blockbuster video. You know, you're 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 a great video store. Instead of you are a great home entertainment company, is there a different way I can entertain yeah. people that's going to be more useful? And yeah. and so if advisory world's exactly the same. You you become when you live in mature simplicity. You are always in this state of curiosity, the state of learning. Um, when you live in mature simplicity, you're also in a place of, of 99% of the stuff and the ideas and strategies and tactics, you know, you're probably not going to talk about with every client because it's just not going to be relevant. It, it narrows the focus of what you need to actually talk about, the areas of planning. Because once I know where you are relative to the future that you're trying to create, and I can wrap that in language for you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the universe of areas of planning gets really, really small, still really powerful when new stuff may be added in, new strategies, tactics over time. But it's as your story evolves, it's as those things harmonize and fuel where you're going. And as you change, because we all change, our, the story we're in changes, um, it, it makes the world of, of movement really small. And when you're living in mature simplicity, you're in that, you're in that place where people are engaged rather than you feeling like you need to make them entertained. And, and I think there's a big difference between those two things. And we're going to uh, talk about one I know is the takeaway today. Yeah. Let me, let me go through maybe a little bit of a checklist on this and just sort of a gut check as well is that 
you know, when you are living in mature simplicity and, and Wes, these are things that you've, you've taught me, you've taught your team is that you, you're only applying what is necessary. You don't feel forced that you've got to go and say, I, I mean, I, I got to add this. I got to add this. It, it's yes. that you, they only need what they need and that's enough and you're going to charge for it and you can make a living doing that versus man, I got to, I, 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 I hit them on a hammer. So everything's on nail. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, what if you need, what if it's a flower and you need to water it? Too bad. I'm a hammer. It's I a mean, nail, right? You know, and that's where I think, and again, I'm going to go here. I, I can, uh, we'll edit out if I, if I shouldn't, but like, does everyone need that product, whatever that product is? And I, you know, I deal with a lot of advisors and like, man, I used to live in this world where I sold this one product to everybody. Everybody needed that one product. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you were the vacuum salesman going door to door. Yeah. Right. You know, like I have hardwood floors and, you know, I live in one room of my house. Oh, you need this vacuum. That's right. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, no, you do. And it's $4,000, right? The other, so the, the other one is you keep it clean and simple. You, you, you actually get paid and compensated to make things more simple and streamlined than you do adding complexity, right? Um, and the last thing is when you enter mature simplicity, uh, you can do complex things, but you, your clients understand what you're doing. They don't understand the mechanics of it uh, because that's your job, but they they understand and so they engage with you. They go, you know what? That makes sense to me. I, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I, I understand why I need that versus, again, hammer. I'm just going to beat them over the head with it until they go, yes. All right, we're going to have seven meetings until they go, fine, let's just do it. I don't understand, but like, let's stop meeting, right? So Wes, why don't you walk us through you know, um, and we'll talk about uh, another episode about what do you do with all that stuff? You know, like, can you still use it or not? But I, I want to point people to the transform series, 11 weeks of working with you, uh, through these things that will transform your understanding, how to go from stuff to story. Um, and, and I also want to, I want to give you the, the final word in talking about the fact that, um, and, and this is a, this is a really simple thing and it's a really profound thing. And you can do it as you're listening to us right now, which is the truth that you actually get to decide your own story in the business. You get to decide who you are and the services you want to provide. And it's as simple and profound uh, as saying, I'm going to make a decision that this is the kind of business I want to have going forward. So Wes, give a word of encouragement and then maybe mention also the Transform Series and we'll wrap up as people are saying, "I, I want this kind of, I want this to be my story for the business moving forward. You bet. So all these things, these ideas, you know, we build a very specific detailed uh, class that we go through twice a year. Uh, if you're depending on when you're listening to this, um, August 5th, we're kicking off a brand new Transform Learning Series. You can enroll for that coming up next week. Probably by the time this airs, you'll certainly be available. Um, and that's where we go deep into everything that we do to have a practice built around story rather than stuff. And we do it. Listen, we still put in place a lot of stuff that's not going away, but it's, it's a byproduct of story and it's a lot more fun. And you also get paid whether you place any stuff or not. You have a whole new client subset that's open to you because there's a lot of things you can do for people other than AUM and sell insurance. And, and there's a ton of things there because they maybe have some good people there. So, so go check it out. You can go online to westyounglive.com and check those out as well as we've got some individual modules that go deep in a lot of these things that we're talking about. The thing I want to give you right now, though, is a quick takeaway. I want to give you something that is that is very story focused, that 
you can use as soon as you leave here. And, and that has to center around the idea. Think about this, the difference between story and stuff when answering the question, what do you do? What do you do? Because most of the time, people have a terrible answer to that question, or they're not satisfied with the answer to that question, or if they actually told it to other people around them, it's not a good answer to that question. Because what do they do? Most of the time, they engage in, in, in stuff. They say, well, I do insurance, AUM, I manage money, I right. financial advise, they give labels, right? Things that have, are not engaging to a story at all. They just are labels or book reports or talk about products that they can place. And it's why nobody likes to answer that question. We get most of our clients from other clients that we've taught to answer that question well and or uh, personal observation being in environments where people ask us that question. And because it's our, our answer just works, it's because it engages in story rather right. than stuff. So, so here's the breakdown of that. Someone asks you the question, hey, what do you do? Instead of saying, I sell insurance, I manage money, I'm a financial advisor, any of that that's not engaging their story at all, you say, well, you know how it's easy for a lot of your profit to disappear to the tax system every year. To which every person you say that to, that's a candidate to being our client says, uh-huh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I said, well, we help people with things like that. We own a financial planning company that works with people that own businesses that helps them identify and pursue their best financial opportunities. And, and I'm going to tell you that setup right there. Think about the difference because what have I just done? I just invited them into something that has a massive impact on their story. I said, Hey, now the tax out of the, a lot of your profit disappears every year to the tax system and in their story, they're going, my story, that's a part of that. I, yeah. I feel the yeah. weight of that problem that you just mentioned or opportunity that maybe you can help me seize. And, and it's be, not because I made a statement or talked about a thing. It's because I asked a question that engaged their story. And, and they will immediately give a conversation back to you, mm-hmm. of which you say, well, we help people with things like that. We own a financial planning company. They'll work with people that own businesses, helps them identify and pursue their best financial opportunities. Then if they keep going, which all of them, almost all of them will, you can give a, a, a detailed description because they're inviting you to, hey, tell me how this would work more in my story. They're saying, so you're like a CPA, a financial advisor, or a, yeah. whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's the same answer. You say, well, kind of. We start by asking you a lot of questions to try and figure out where you're at from a financial standpoint about the future that you're moving towards and trying to create. What am I saying there? That's all about their story. About the future you move towards trying to create. Because once we understand that, we can get have a great dialogue around all the areas of planning we specialize in that may be most useful to what you're trying to accomplish and, and, and go from there. I tell you what, why don't we connect on a call next week or two weeks, whatever it is, and, and we can talk about it. Or if you feel necessary, give an example that affects their story. It's like, like this client last week. They have kids that work in their family business. And I said, are you paying them? And they're saying, no, we don't pay them. We pay for the you know, housing and soccer. Right. And yeah. I said, did you know you can, pay, you can pay them? Your business gets a deduction for it. You, they don't pick it up as income. They can pay for band and they can pay for soccer and they can pay for all those things. But you're going to put about, in their case, $15,000 that was going away the IRS back to your undertaking earnings, which can enhance, for, it's more fuel for the story you're trying to navigate. It's story. Stuff matters, but only as it's relevant to the story. So, so that's a little thing. And again, you, we've got podcasts on this and we've got whole teachings on this. So we're not going to belabor it today, but, but that's what the, the difference is. Story always is way more attractive than talking about stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to remind you, uh, if you're listening or watching, like everybody has a story, right? Not everybody needs your stuff necessarily, but, uh, if your skill set is understanding and uncovering people's story, 
then your likelihood of finding stuff to help them with goes up tremendously, tremendously. So start with story, start with that transform series. Um, Wes, Cody, Justin, thanks for being here today to impart your wisdom. And, and folks, those who are watching or listening, thank you for taking the time uh, to spend with us today. And we look forward to uh, to, uh, to visiting and spending time with you again in a future episode. Thanks.